0: Well, take your Bible tonight and turn to Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5 as we continue our study on the blessed life, the blessed life. You know, as we've been studying along through these Beatitudes or the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gave, have you noticed how the blessed life, the list of things that God Jesus Christ gives as the blessed life are not necessarily the same things that we would have on our list of the blessed life. Think about it. If we were to write a a list of things from a human perspective as to what would bring about a blessed life, what would be some things on that list? We might say, blessed are the healthy, for they shall feel good. We might say, blessed are the wealthy, for they shall have whatever they want. We might say blessed are the talented because they can do whatever they want. We might say blessed are the free because they have the freedom to be who they want to be. I don't know, you might come up with your own list, but I would have to say that I think for most people, if they had to give a list of the items in life that bring about blessedness or happiness, that your list unless you already knew Jesus' list, your list might be pretty different than Jesus' list. So it's fascinating to me that these are the items that He has included for us to know how to be able to live the Christian life in a way that brings about blessedness and happiness and peace. But as we're studying these together, remember this list is very different than the list that the world might give for how to have a blessed life. And that's why when you follow the Christian life, it is so different than the life that maybe your friends or neighbors or relatives are living who are not walking after the Lord. I think many Christians as well struggle because they are saved, they know Jesus Christ as their Savior, and and yet they try to find peace and joy and happiness in the things that the world offers rather than finding the blessed life in the way that Christ has demonstrated for us and given to us in this list. So as we're thinking about this, don't let this list just become some nice words, some poetic phrases that Jesus expressed, but rather say, okay, why is this list so different than the list that most people might come up with of how to have a blessed life? And if this is the list that Christ has given us, then we ought to be modeling our lives after Christ and His example, rather than what the world says will bring about peace and happiness and blessing in our lives. So with that thought in mind, would you join me? You don't have to stand, but join me in reading out loud these Beatitudes all begin Reading verses 1 and 2, and then you join with me. You'll see it on the screen. Hopefully you have it in a Bible in front of you in verse number 3. The Bible says, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Join me now. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were For you. What an amazing list, and so contrary to the culture that we find ourselves living in today. Many people are looking for answers. The Bible even talks about that, saying that they would heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. People are looking for someone to tell them something that will make them feel good. To be honest, when I read this list, it doesn't make me feel good. And yet, Jesus says, these are the things, these are the types of people that have a blessed life. That's a lot to think about, isn't it? It's A lot to meditate on. I want us to focus tonight on verse number nine. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. I want to ask a series of questions as we think about this verse. Number one, where do peacemakers come from? Where do peacemakers come from? Now, some of you, when I said the word peacemaker, you immediately thought of a colt revolver, the peacemaker. Somebody said, well, it was called the Peacemaker because it it allowed equality among people that you could protect yourself because you had a Colt revolver. While that was probably a great marketing uh, slogan and sold a lot of uh, pistols, I don't think that we would agree that biblically Peacemaker is talking about a Colt revolver tonight. So where do Peacemakers come from if they don't come from the cult uh, gun smithery or gun manufacturing com- company. Well, if we're going to ask the question where peacemakers come from, I think we need to first think about where peace itself comes from. And in the scripture, the Bible teaches us that peace comes from God. Very simply, true peace comes from God. Jesus was promised as the prince of peace. Peace, the great prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Listen to his name. It says, And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Where does peace come from? It comes from God. And the peace of God comes to us through Jesus Christ, right? He's the Prince of Peace, and He gives it to us. It comes from God to us through the work of Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So where do peacemakers come from? Well, peacemakers come from those who have peace. Where does peace come from? Peace comes from God. If you don't know God, you don't know peace. If you have no God, the true God, you have no peace. Philippians 4.7 even says that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is the one who brings the peace of God to us. So if you're going to have peace with God, you must receive that peace through the work of Jesus Christ. What did Jesus Christ do? Well, He died for our sin. We know that. We know that Jesus Christ went to the cross. He lived a perfect sinless life and He took all of our wrongdoing and He laid it upon Himself. God placed it upon Him and He died. He paid the penalty for the sin that we had committed. He didn't pay the penalty for his own sin. He paid the penalty for our sins so that you and I could have peace with God. Because without Jesus Christ, our wickedness, our wrongdoing brings about enmity with God. Now, I don't think most people in the world, at least most people that I know, would say, well, I'm God's enemy but the reality is God is holy. That means He's perfect. He's absolutely separate from sin. So if you are not in a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you are, by definition, God's enemy. So the peace of God comes through Jesus Christ. We're asking the question, where do peacemakers come from? We know that peace comes from God. I would say also, peace must be received from God before it can be given to somebody else. How can you be a peacemaker? How can you be someone who gives out peace or makes peace unless you have first received peace yourself? Think about it. If it's true that everything that we have comes from God, let's think about it in the area of finances. Can you give financially if God hasn't first given to you? No, it's impossible, right? Right? Because if it all comes from God, can you give strength? Can you give energy? Can you do work unless you first received some energy, if you received some ability to do something first? No, you can't. You must receive before you can give. And you can receive peace from God through Jesus Christ. But if you've never received that peace, then you have no peace to give to anybody else. I will say that in one way is why our world is in such a mess that it's in today because there are a lot of people going around trying to give peace who don't have peace. A lot of people say, well, we're going to make peace. They don't have peace themselves. That'd be like if I was having problems in my marriage, then trying to come and fix the problems in your marriage, it'd be kind of challenging, wouldn't it? If we don't have peace, it's hard to give peace to anybody else. If you don't have peace in your life, in your relationships, if you don't have peace with God, if you don't have peace in your daily life, it's really hard to give peace to anybody else, isn't it? If you don't know peace, it's really hard to give peace. Where does peace come from? It comes from God. So I would ask you, do you have peace With God, if you wonder why you're not able to give peace to anybody else, if everything around you is chaos and you're not able to give the peace that needs to be given, make the peace that needs to be made, first look at your relationship with God and say, Do I have peace? You see, if you're in a battle inside of yourself, if there's a war raging inside of you, it's going to be really hard for you to then say, Well, I'm going to ignore that and I'm going to give peace to other people. A lot of people going around trying to do that, though, right? say, well, I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll just forget about it. I'll just make it happen. You can't. If you don't have peace, you can't give peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the children of God. So the first question we're asking, where do peacemakers come from? I would say very simply, they come from God, right? But peacemakers come from those who have peace with God. Number two, why are peacemakers needed? Well, that's an easy one, right? Why are peacemakers needed? Well, peacemakers are needed when peace is threatened. Peacemakers are needed when peace is absent. And we can look around us and see all kinds of places where peace is threatened or where peace is absent. got a few graphics and some statistics here. This is a, a picture of the world here, of the globe, so to speak. And on here, all of these different places that are colored on the map. Those are all places with conflicts raging that are resulting in thousands of people dying. You say, why is Mexico so dark? Because over 50,000 people died in the battle between the drug cartels and the Mexican army just last year. There's a war raging just south of our border. Now, it's not a war like we always think of a war because it's criminals doing wicked things and murdering people and it's uh, soldiers trying to fight back and all the craziness that goes on around that. But you look around the world, there were all those deaths recorded just last year in Mexico. You have other major wars. You see the Middle East all lit up with over 10,000 people in the last year in each of three countries in Afghanistan, Yemen, and Sudan, all passing away in the last year because of conflict. Twelve minor wars listed between 1,000 and 10,000 deaths in the last year, and some of the other countries scattered around there, other minor conflicts, minor skirmishes. There's all kinds of war and conflict in our world. There's no peace, right? Peace is threatened or peace is absent how about in the United States? Well, these are some statistics on domestic violence in the United States. This is from 2019. And oh, by the way, the numbers have only gone up. It's gotten worse since then, not better. One in four women experiences domestic violence in her lifetime. One in four. That's sad, isn't it? Look around. There's more than four ladies here tonight. Statistically, one in four of you have experienced domestic violence. One in four girls will be sexually abused before turning 18. One in five women will be sexually assaulted during college. One in nine men experiences domestic abuse in his lifetime. One in 15 children is exposed to domestic violence each year in the United States. That's not in their lifetime. That's each year. Did you know there are 20,000 calls? That's that bottom right Statistic there, 20,000 calls are placed to domestic violence crisis lines in the United States every single day. We live in a country where peace is threatened, where peace is absent. Yes, the war may not be raging in the streets, but it's raging in people's homes. Last year in the United States, there were 21,570 cases of murder or non-negligent manslaughter in the United States. That was an increase of 30% from 2019. You think, well, that was because it was the depths of the pandemic. Well, things aren't getting better in 2021. It's increased another 15 to 16%, depending on, obviously, we're not to the end of the year yet. So, may drop a little bit from there. It may go up a little bit from there. But it's still up again from last year. See, many in society and in our government say, well, I know the way to peace. We need to get rid of guns. That'll bring peace. Others have said, well, we need better education and awareness. That will bring peace. Back in the Old Testament, when the nation of Judah was coming close to its end and they were living in all kinds of wickedness and sin, the prophet Jeremiah was prophesying and he made this statement about the people as they were trying to bring about peace. They said, well, we'll just talk about it. We'll claim it. It's, we'll say it's our goal. And in Jeremiah 6:14, they said, they've healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people only slightly. They've only done it slightly. They haven't really helped them. What did they say? Saying, peace, peace, when there is... No peace. Why do we need peacemakers? Just look around. This world is in desperate need of peace. You see, there's no peace without the Prince of Peace. You cannot fully enjoy God's gifts, and one of His gifts is peace. One of the fruit of the Spirit is peace. You can't fully enjoy these gifts without a relationship with the God who gives those gifts. You can't have peace that comes from God without having the God who gives the peace. You can't enjoy peace without enjoying the Prince of Peace. My friend, even if tonight you say, well, I'm a believer, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. This world needs peacemakers. Are you at peace with God? You say, well, I've trusted Him as my Savior. Okay, great. Are you walking in peace with Him, in obedience to His Word? Are you seeking to follow Him each and every day? Matthew 5.9, blessed are the peacemakers. Being a peacemaker is not necessarily easy, is it? Some of you have tried to be a peacemaker in your family. Some of you tried to be a peacemaker maybe at work or a peacemaker in, in some organization in your community. It's difficult to be a peacemaker, but Jesus says it's a place of blessing. Why? Well, because they shall be called, they'll be known as the children of God. Those who inherit the blessings of God. That's the idea here that the children of God, those are the ones that receive his blessing, that receive his inheritance I don't know about you, but I want to receive what God has for me. One of the ways I do that is by being a peacemaker. One of the ways you can do that is by being a peacemaker. But you can't be the peacemaker that God wants you to be unless you first have peace with God. You know, I think there's that one-time peace with God or the beginning of peace with God that comes at salvation. But I think there's a process of walking in peace with God, too in a right relationship with Him. That's a daily process, isn't it? Of dying to self. Of confessing our sin. Caleb preached on this last week from Second Chronicles about the need to confess our sin to God. If We're not willing to confess our own sin. If we're full of pride, we're not going to give peace. We're not going to be a peacemaker if we're full of ourselves and full of our pride. Why do we need peacemakers? Because this world has no peace. Number three, our last point tonight. So what do peacemakers do? Say, well, of course they give peace. Well, how does that work? Well, make peace. Peacemakers make peace by sharing the message of peace. Jesus, or, or I'm sorry, Paul, when he was writing to the church at Ephesus, he talked about putting on the whole armor of God. And one of the pieces of, of clothing or armor that he talked about were the shoes. Remember what he said in Ephesians chapter 6, in verse number 15, he says, "...and your feet shod with the preparation of," what? The gospel of peace. The gospel, the good news, brings peace. Isn't it interesting how the world wants to try every other thing except the gospel to find peace? But I'm afraid sometimes even as a church, even as the church, even as believers in Christ, we end up falling into the traps of this world and forgetting that the gospel is what brings peace. People need, as the song says, the Lord. They need to trust in Jesus Christ and they need to walk with Him in a personal relationship with Him. Are you modeling what that looks like? Is your life a demonstration of God's peace at work in you? If others were to see your life, would they see a life that's marked by peace? You say, well, my life is anything but peaceful. I understand. Work is crazy. Kids are are busy around the house. You've got stuff to take care of at home and with family and everything else. But how in the midst of all those storms can you have peace? Well, you walk with the one who gives peace. Remember when the disciples were in the storm on the Sea of Galilee and they were so afraid? What did they look to to find peace? They looked to Jesus. He brought peace in the middle of the storm. I'm not saying that walking with Jesus means that you're not going to have any storms in your life. I'm not saying that being a peacemaker is going to be easy and you're not going to have any problems or there's not going to be any chaos around you. But what I'm saying is if you hope to do anything about that chaos, if you hope to bring any change in this world, if you hope to bring any happiness or blessing to others, you must have God's peace in order to give that peace to somebody else. Make peace by sharing the message of peace. Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give Unto you. And notice then what he says next not as the world giveth. The world offers a version of peace, right? Do you remember when Satan offered a version of peace to Jesus? He said, If you'll just bow down to me, I'll give you all these cities of the world. They'll they'll all follow you, they'll all report to you. All you have to do is bow to me. See, Satan offers a false version of peace. It says, well, if you just give this thing up, if you just stop trying to share the gospel, you'll have more peace. We found this even this week, and sharing the gospel sometimes brings conflict. You say, I thought it was supposed to bring peace. When people reject the gospel, it feels very much like conflict, doesn't it? So why do you push forward anyway? Because true peace comes through Jesus Christ, not through just living a life where I don't cause any ripples or waves or nobody knows that I'm following Christ. Are you willing to push through even what may seem like conflict to bring the message of peace? See, Jesus says, I'm giving you my peace, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. And he says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What a great Verse on peace, John 14, 27. So I'd say make peace by sharing the message of peace. Letter B, make peace by living to make peace and not your own agenda or their own agenda. A peacemaker is somebody who makes peace by living to make peace and not their own agenda. A lot of people are, well, I know that's what God wants, but I'm just going to do my own thing. I, I have my own agenda. I have my own priorities. Friend, living out your priority doesn't bring God's peace to people. This life's a vapor, James tells us, and it appears for a little time, and then it vanishes away. You're just here for a short time. Are you going to live your life to count, to make peace for others with God by sharing the message of peace with them? You can't fix anybody's relationship with God, but you can give them the gospel. And by trusting in Christ, they can have peace. I'm so thankful for the peace that God gives us even in the midst of difficult times. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 4 and verse 8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. The world goes crazy. and It already is. Know that you can experience the peace of God even in the most difficult of circumstances. You can lay down and sleep in peace tonight. What if somebody comes into my house? What what if something bad happens? It's all in God's hand. He's got it under control. You can know the peace of God if you'll walk in peace with Him. And you can share that purpose or that peace with others. Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 26 and verse 3, Thou wilt keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is. Is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. He trusteth in thee. Colossians three fifteen and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. Does God's peace rule in your heart? Are you able to be a peacemaker for somebody else? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Those that bring peace, those that are the makers of peace, the peacemakers, they're known as the children of God. Those who are the recipients of His inheritance. When people look at your life, they say, I know that person's a believer. I know there's something different about them. Well, why? What's so different? They're at peace, and everywhere they go, they're bringing peace to others. That's an interesting thought. We're known by a lot of different things. We ought to be known as peacemakers. You see, in the middle of the wars, the pain, the suffering, the strife, those who make peace are known as those who walk with God. The only way to have this true peace is to walk with God, is to have it through God. The only way to experience peace is to continually give all your burdens to the Lord. Do you have peace? I've had the opportunity to spend many hours this week with people in need of peace. In need of peace in their homes, in need of peace in their marriages, in need of peace in their own hearts and lives. And those same people are all around you every single day. You work with them. You live with them. You live next door to them. Are you walking in peace with God? As a peacemaker, you will experience God's peace. And as a peacemaker, your life may still be difficult. right? Jesus Christ is the perfect example of this. He was the perfect peacemaker. But was his life easy? No. Birds have nests and foxes have holes, but... The Son of Man has nowhere to lay His head. Will you share the message of peace with others? The only way to be a peacemaker is to be somebody who's received peace and who shares that message of peace with others. But you can't give it if you haven't received it. Let's ask God for His peace. If you need to trust Jesus Christ, for your salvation tonight. Ask Him to forgive you. Confess your sin to Him. He can give you a peace that is beyond, as Philippians says, that passeth all understanding. If you're burdened down with the cares of this world and this life, give it to the Lord. We're about to go to Him in prayer. Unburden yourself to Him. Let Him carry you. And then take the peace that God gives you through His Word through the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, through the message of the gospel, and let's go share that message of hope and peace with this world. This world needs Jesus. Jesus is the one who brings peace. Lord, thank you for sending Christ so that we could have peace with you. Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us that blessed are the peacemakers for they should be called the children of God. Lord, we need you. Our world needs you. Our world has no peace. I'm sure even as we've talked about some of these numbers and statistics, these aren't just numbers and statistics. They're probably most likely represented in the lives of the people sitting here listening to this tonight. Some have experienced the violence and the pain and the suffering that this world brings. Some have experienced it through wars. Some have experienced this through Domestic violence, and abuse, struggle. Lord, we need Your peace. I'm so thankful. I'm looking forward to that eternal peace, that eternal rest that we'll have in heaven with You someday. Lord, as we live in this broken, sin-cursed world, may we be bringers of peace, makers of peace to those around us. Instead of just looking at them in disgust and frustration, Understand that they're lost and spiritually dead and without Christ and they need You. Let us bring that message of peace to this world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.